And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. It's time to welcome to the studio from Envision Financial, Luke Smith. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I tell you what, I'm looking forward to the weekend. I always look forward to the weekend. This but is the best part of the weekend. It, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but it is going to be uh, fine and sunny over the weekend, so that'll be nice. Well, there we go. We absolutely. can't ask much. As long as it's nicer than what's out there now. Well, <laughs> uh, it's a bit, yeah. We had sunshine about an hour or so ago, but anyway. Mm. So today we're going to be talking about the federal budget. Now, I know that was about three and a bit weeks ago, but uh, of course it does take time to wade through all the details and let it all sink in. Mm. So today we're going to be asking, is there anything in the budget that I need to know about? And I'm guessing there probably is. Yeah, as I say, this thing's got a lot of information in it and for the vast majority of people out there, big licks of it won't impact anybody. Um, I really just wanted to sort of focus on the super and the retirement proposals. And and I guess I stress the proposals because none of it's law yet. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is more just bringing to people's attention what could happen. There were some things that will occur as part of other legislation that will be enacted sooner rather than later. And there are other things that have been proposed that will come into effect from July 2022. So, you know, for those out there that go, oh, I can do this now, don't race out and make contributions thinking the rules have changed in certain situations because they may not have and then you'll breach existing thresholds and you could cause yourself a significant amount of unnecessary tax. Okay, and And of course the other thing to remember is that I just had a chat uh, a little while ago uh, with the lady from the Australian Association of uh, so Institute, I should say, of superannuation trustees, uh, Eva Shearlink, mm-hmm. about the uh, reform bill that's currently going through the parliament. Uh, one part of it, it has passed in the lower house. It has yet to go through the Senate. Mm. And, of course, that might also involve future changes, but we don't exactly know what they are yet. Yeah, look, and I think that's, again, that's that's really important to stress for the listeners is that, you know, check and see if something is law because the last thing you want to do is throw big licks of money into super, breach the contribution caps depending on what you put in and then have adverse tax implications and access issues and all sorts of other things. So this is more just bringing to people's awareness some some key things in the, yeah. in the list here. And so, well, obviously there were measures in the budget and I see you do have a list of things and let me count them. One, two, yeah. three, four, five, six, seven. Seven things, eight things. There we go. Eight yeah. things that are well worth uh, pay, paying careful attention to. Let's have a quick yeah. look at the more important ones. Yeah, so one of the proposals put forward was to remove the minimum threshold of $450 before you need to receive superannuation. So in the past, you had to earn at least that uh, over a set period of time, I think it's a month, and you could receive superannuation payments on top of that. So they've proposed to remove that so that you can get superannuation guarantee payments from your employer on on money sooner, which for younger people is great. Yep. Um, and, and this is for casual workers that may not work correct. As enough hours to have previously qualified. Exactly. Now you'll be getting super money from your first dollar. Yep, that's right. You'll be able to get superannuation guarantee, which, you know, over time, you know. It all adds up. These young thundercats out there doing <laughs> stuff that's, you know, and it's great they've got jobs and I think they should be, you know, rewarded for doing so and having some initiative and, 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 and being out there having a crack. So, you know, some of these are great, some of these are no-brainers and some of them are fantastic depending on whether you're younger or older. So mm-hmm. that one's are really good for, for people that are coming back in the workforce or for younger people. Um, the removal of the, the proposal for the remo- removal of the work test for people... Um, 67 through to 74. So at the moment, you can be up to 67 years of age, put money into superannuation. You don't need to meet the work test. In the past, it was age 65, and the work test is 
40 hours in 30 days in the year that you make your contribution to super. What they've proposed is that from the 1st of July 2022, they remove the work test altogether. Now, for people under the age of 74, that's fantastic for a range of reasons because that would allow them to take advantage of the existing downsizer legislation. So let's say you've got this whopping great big place in Deakin, you're selling your house because property prices are crazy and you go and buy yourself a much smaller place because you don't like gardening and you don't like the stairs because your knees you know, said no a number of years ago. <laughs> yep. You can take some of those proceeds. And at the moment, the downsizer legislation says that you've got to be over the age of 65 to be able to use it. Um, the limit there is $300,000 per person. So removing the need for to, to meet a work test for older people is great because they might be able to say, I sell my $3 million place in Deakin. Yeah. I buy a $1.5 million place down the road. Um, I put the money into superannuation. You can use the downsizer legislation. You could also make non-concessional contributions without having to meet the work test to put it into super. So right. it'll be a great way for people to have money that they've accumulated outside of super as they've got older sold assets, one lotto, inherited things from parents, loved ones, wherever it's come from, um, they'll be able to add that to superannuation and then increase the value of tax-free pensions and things of that nature. So that's a great proposal that they've put forward. They've also put forward that the bring forward rules, so where you put money into superannuation and you don't claim a tax deduction, at the moment it's $100,000 a year or $300,000 in one go, and that's effectively three years brought forward. Yes. So you can put 300 in, but then you can't put any more money in for the next three years. You need to be able to be, at the moment, under 65 when you do that. If you're over 65, you don't have that 300 window. You just have to play with the 100 grand that, that you can do on an annual basis. Right. So they've proposed that with the removal of the work test, people will be able to use that 300,000. So... To extrapolate on that example we had before, you could sell your home, 300 downsizer, 300 non-concessional. You could actually get a lot more money into superannuation, keeping in mind that the current limit of 100,000 will become 110 from the 1st of July. That's already in place and will be moving up, like the $25,000 limit that we've talked about in previous shows where we're claiming a tax deduction that's going to increase from the 1st of July to 27500 So that's one that the listeners can get proactive with from the 1st of July. And if you've got an existing salary sacrifice program in place where you go to your work and say, hey, put X amount of my fortnightly income into super, you can tweak your numbers a touch because you will be able to get a little bit more into super over the 12 months going forwards. So that's another one that's already in play and we know that they're going to be active from the 1st of July. So... Removing the work test is a positive. The minimum threshold for superannuation guarantee is a positive. Uh, the bring forward rules for people over the age of 65 is a positive. The other one that I think is absolutely fantastic and will have a lot of, of, of real life applications to the quality of people's one lifestyle and two retirement is at the moment the downsizer rules state that you've got to be 65 years of age right. when you sell the place. They've put a proposal forward to reduce that to age 60, okay. which is, is fantastic because if you're between 60 and 65 and thinking about retiring, selling your home and not being able to get all the money into superannuation can be frustrating. You also may want to downsize in the current environment because prices are you know, mental, um, but you, don't want, you can't take advantage of that legislation 
and you can't get the money into super. So bringing that age from 65 down to 60 is going to be a great planning opportunity for people to increase tax-free pensions, to help offset capital gain on other assets, to be able to split superannuation, diversify asset bases, and potentially fund their retirement a lot sooner because they may have been holding out for age 65 to sell their home to get the money into super where you don't have other space in other contribution thresholds. So I think that one's a a really, really, really useful one that I think people will be jumping all over in light of crazy property prices, very cheap money. Um, And again, this this love affair of having no stairs in your house because your knees Mm -hmm. say no. Absolutely. There were a few other changes uh, in the budget too, and the one that I noticed was that uh, the federal government decided to increase the amount of money available through the First Home Saver scheme. Mm. Now, as I understand it, tell me if I'm wrong, this is where you can actually um, save up money inside your superannuation towards a deposit for a home. Yeah, so what – and the jury's out on this one, right? Yes. (laughs) So – Let's, let's say you're on the pro side. Where you've made a voluntary contribution of your own money since 2017, you're able to pull out $15,000 a year or up to $30,000 since 2017 to use that money towards a deposit. What they've done is they've upped that threshold from 30000 to 50000 Well, because these days you need a bigger deposit than you well, did even just a couple of years e- ago. Exactly right. Now, there's there's two lines of thinking here. I can understand the argument that young people need to buy more expensive houses because the prices are crazy and yeah. it's a good way to get a deposit. I can also look on the other side and say superannuation was always a vehicle to protect you effectively from yourself yes, and force you to think with the end in mind over your working career. So I think there's a very good argument on both sides of the fence depending on whether you're you know, pro or con, um, the actual piece of legislation. But for those that are pro, um, it'll be a way to get some extra money out so that between a couple, there's $100,000 that they could accumulate and take advantage of deductible contributions because it's a voluntary contribution. So yeah. it's you putting money in, yeah. not your employer, um, and be able to get $100,000 over a period of time um, where the rules permit to be able to then throw it at a house keeping in mind that obviously you're going to need to have to replenish some super. And I know the government has argued that, you know, being able to buy a house is also just as important to securing your future Mm. as it is to have a good superannuation fund balance. Mm. Uh, So, you know, and obviously, yes, if you do own your own house when you retire, that's a big benefit. Yeah. As I say, there's it's it's there's there's a very good argument on both sides of the of, yeah. of the fence with this one, um, but I think it just gives younger people the flexibility to be able to have that ownership and have access to that ownership that they may have to delay for a significant period of time in light of limited wage growth and the the, the impacts of COVID and things like that, and you know, coupled with cheap money and crazy house prices, it's making it really, you know, mm. quite hard for younger people. Certainly is. Making it hard for everybody, I can yes. tell you. Well, <laughs> not not just yeah. younger people. Correct. Exactly um, right. There's been a change or proposed change to the residency test for a self-managed super fund. Yeah, so this is probably one where, you know, they've, they've thought about the self-managed super fund community, which, you know, has a large proportion of the, the, the retired wealth in this country. And in the past, there was a residency test that, the control of the fund needed to be undertaken by somebody in Australia and you couldn't have more than 50% of the controlling individuals of a fund residing outside of Australia and they've they've relaxed these rules because 
Um, they've recognised that it is a very flexible structure that a lot of people like for a range of different reasons. And it was probably, again, I don't write the legislation, but it was probably something that was designed without looking at the global nature of how people are employed, how they work, how they live, and, and how things have evolved over, you know, the generation. So, you know, being able to live outside of Australia and control your assets in Australia um, I think is a very good thing for people with an SMSF, um, and it's great to see that the government have taken these things into account because in the past it was forcing control to other individuals or you were going to have residency issues, people had to shut their funds down, roll money over. There were there were implications that may not have been considered when the legislation was initially drafted. So for people that might want to retire and then go and live overseas in say, one of those pleasant Asian countries where Correct. the cost of living might actually be cheaper, Correct. Uh, you can now do that and Correct. still operate your SMSF. Correct. That's exactly right. And in the past, you had to take significant measures to be mm. able to meet all of these rules. Otherwise, the SMSF lost its complying fund status and then there were penalties in relation to that as well. So it's it's a great one that a lot of people don't sort of talk about, um, but it's it's going to have some real value to people. And the, 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 the change in... Um, in superannuation guarantee contributions, that's been passed and that'll go to 10% from the 1st of July. So that's that's going to be, you know... Oh, that was the interesting one because it was actually passed a long time ago. Mm. What everybody was wondering was whether or not the government would try to unpass it. Correct, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, that's that's going to play on. So all the employees out there will be over the moon about that one. Uh, great great for the employees and not, not so not much. Not being slightly sarcastic. Not, not, well, as an employer, you know, whatever. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. my, girls, my girls are worth every cent, so... Well, there you go. That's the attitude. <laughs> exactly. So, and besides, 10% is a round number. It's a lot easier to perform your mental calculations, isn't it? Yeah, look, yeah, <laughs> I like that. That's how I'm going to sell it, yeah. <laughs> so how do we make the most of these proposed changes? Yeah, I, I think, again, remember it's not law, okay? So so remember that and, and, and just check. And, and, you know, I've had a number of people ringing up, oh, I can throw this in now. Whoa, whoa, hang on, not yet. You, you'll be able to once it's passed, but but not yet. Consider the contribution options for um, people looking to retire, you know, selling assets and moving money into superannuation. Consider when you're putting contributions in. So from a strategy perspective at the moment, I'd be saying, well, I've got a big chunk of cash that I'm going to add to my super fund because I've sold an asset, inherited some money, sold my home. I'd be putting in $100,000 this year up to your non-concessional limit where it's available to you. And then I'd be looking to take advantage of the $330,000 you'll be able to do from the 1st of July because the 100000 limit, as I said earlier, will move to 110. So that's three lots of that's 330. Don't just race out today and throw in 300 because you'll trigger the rules in this financial year and push yourself out. Go up to 100000 this financial year and then consider what to do in July where you can still make that contribution and get 430 in in the next couple of weeks instead of 300 this week. So know what you're going to do in advance and plan when your contributions are going to be directed to the fund. Use the bring forward rules where you can. Um, consider the downsides of changing legislation, whether you sell your house now or you sell it in 12 months. If you could take advantage of that legislation and think about the tax-free nature of a pension that you could start, that could have significant benefits from a strategy standpoint and from a cash flow and lifestyle standpoint. If you wait for the legislation to pass and sell your house at 61, you could throw $600,000 in each, as I said earlier, a little bit more, 
Um, whereas if you sold it at the moment and the legislation hasn't passed, you won't be able to use the downsizer legislation because you're under the age of 65. So think about when you're going to capitalise on the, the crazy prices in the property market to make the most of your strategic considerations when it comes to retirement. And you, it may even allow you to bring forward your retirement date a little bit because you won't need to wait to be able to get the money into super. You'll be able to get it into super sooner, start a tax-free pension over the age of 60 and you know, reduce your work hours or, or, or toss the job in altogether. So those things are very, very, very good. Um, I'd review your contribution limits. So have a look at how much you're putting into super and claiming a deduction this year. Have I used the carry forward legislation? And can I increase what I put in next year because it'll move from 25000 to 27500 So think about how you manage your deductibility going forwards, especially if you're selling assets and you want to try and offset some capital gain on an investment property or some shares that you've inherited or something like that where you're trying to move money into super. So think about the change in the, in the thresholds and make the most of the deductions that are available. Luke, we're at the point where we need to consider our strategy. Yep. And as we said before the ad break, there's, there's some key things that people can consider there and, and, and take out and, and, and run with. But review your plans early. You know, July will be here in the, the blink of an eye. And oh, yes. You want to make sure that you've made the necessary contributions before the end of June to maximise what you do going forwards. Consider selling assets and, and trying to offset capital gains with contributions and maximise how much goes into superannuation. Um, review your capital gains tax position, especially leading into 30 June. If you've got some carried forward losses, look to try and sell those and lock them in to try and help with capital gains down the road um, because when you're considering the, the CGT implications of something, it's in the year of sale. So be aware of what you're doing with your assets moving forwards. Um, consider what's outside of superannuation. Am I going to try and move it in? You can move money into super by transferring the asset, which is called moving it in specie, which just says it's current form or you can sell and buy back. Um, use the bring forward rules in relation to the deductions leading into 30 June. So if you've got some concessional cap space that you haven't used up to 25,000 from the 2018, 2019 year onwards, look at that. Um, and then going forwards, review your salary sacrifice to take advantage of that little bump from 25 to 27,500 to maximize what you do over the next 12 months before we end up here and go, wow, where did that year go? Oh, well, they do go quickly. And, of course, the most important thing to remember is that, yes, if you might have heard of changes that were announced in the mm. budget, don't assume that they're already in effect because they yeah. probably are not yet in effect. Some of them yeah. start next year, not this year. Correct. Some of them will only start if they pass the Senate Correct. and so forth and so on. So yeah. the bottom line there is check with your advisor. Yeah, just don't, don't assume because that makes a, a backside out of all involved. I'm not sure we can say it on the radio, but, you know, it's, it's, it's almost as good as the one I had this week. Well, in, in Australia, the word ass is actually a small donkey, so I'm right, sure well, you're allowed to say there that. There you go. Um, <laughs> although I, I did have a I, – someone made me laugh this week. We were, we were talking in an appointment about retirement, and um, the, the, the young lady turned to her husband and said, I, I don't really want to stay home. And I said, oh, why is that? You, you know, you – like your job and she said no no <laughs> retirement is twice as much husband and half as much money <laughs> so she said i'm going to stay on in the workforce he can retire because um, i married him for love and not lunch so 
<laughs> I thought that that made my week this week. So twice as much husband, half as, half much, as much money. money. Yeah. Well, so. okay, okay. Well, the missus wants to stay active in the workforce. Fantastic. That's it. The Mister he can uh, retire yeah. and potter around at home. I guess that means he gets stuck with doing the dirty dishes. Well, that and probably golf three times a week. So if he's, not, a, if he's a good boy, it's not a bad sell. Indeed. <laughs> All right. So if we want more information, Luke, where do we go? Yeah. So six two six zero four seven four nine. That's the office number. So give. Give Barb and, and Elka a ring and they can they can make a time for you. Envisionfinancial.com.au on the internet. We've got the Knowledge Centre there. You can look at a raft of technical information if you're that way inclined. We've got the podcast, The Strategy Stacker, which is on Spotify and iTunes. And we've got the YouTube channel that you can subscribe to, Envision Financial Canberra, where we record the show and you can watch it on your iPhone and pause it, write some notes, and you don't have to read anything, which I'm finding is... is you know the the highlight for most people because they just like to watch and listen and take some notes and not have to read anything. So fantastic stuff. Beautiful. We'll catch you next Friday. We will see you soon.